Andy, we're going to be talking a whole lot of breakfast today. What do you think is your favorite breakfast place in Springfield? Oh, man, there are so many options. Am I feeling like I want eggs or waffles or do I want some? Andy, Druff's has great breakfast. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Druff's breakfast is crazy good. They have a bunch of crispy, rich, griddle fried breakfast sandwiches with different cheeses and meats. And the kitchen's open. You can watch them grill the sandwiches right there in front of your eyes and your nose. It smells so good in there. Everything about being at Druff's is great. It's like an old school diner with a modern feel. They've also got your rich, fluffy biscuits, bacon, sausage, eggs, gravy. French toast, American toast, waffles with different toppings. Yeah, I think that's about all Druff's has for breakfast, right? We're not leaving anything out. Oh, I mean, you know what else they got, Andy? They got that cornbread crumble, baby. (laughs) I believe the notes here say lustfully <laughs> describes cornbread crumble. <laughs> oh boy, it is a curvy, voluptuous <laughs> crumbling of cornbread pieces with a sausage, Jake's vegan sausage, if you like, wilted greens, some cheese, and oh boy fried egg uh, dress also does a killer lunch and dinner and they have you know some of the best dessert around too i hear they got those prairie pies and the ice cream sandwiches they make in-house dress really does it all and they do it all at just the top level and right now for a limited time only you listener can get 10% off your order at Druff's. Just head in there and mention you heard this ad on Spring Food Mo. Or you can order takeout online at yumdruffs.com and use the promo code SPRING to get your 10% off that way. We love Druff's, and we thank them for supporting our show. If you want to support our show, go to Druff's and tell them who sent you. This Spring Food Mo, we sent you. Ago today, September 16th, 2019, two morons ate brunch at Lindbergh's right here in Brunchy, Springfield, Missouri. Hmm, that's a weird one. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. And I am Dan Howell, and we will not rest until we eat at every single restaurant here in the beautiful Queen City, Springfield, Absolutely Missouri. Not. <laughs> We're Springfield's vampires. Wait, vampires aren't always awake. That's not how that works. Hey, you know, let, let's mess with the lore a little bit. Yeah, we're vampires now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uncle Vamps. <laughs> so 59 episodes, Dan. This is number 59. Wow. wow. Big deal, I guess. It's almost like it's the first time we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got about 10 minutes in and realized uh, producer, our producer messed up. You guys have a different producer. There's a guy in yeah. the corner. There's a guy yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, anyway, it's still episode 59. That means that next week it's going to be episode 60. Which uh, is also going to be our one-year anniversary. <laughs> our second live show. If you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out, that's tomorrow, September 25th at Bookmarks. We're going to be doing a live show to celebrate, I guess. You guys have done a live show before? Yes, we have. We did Mexican Villa uh, oh, at Arts fun. Fest. Yes. And it, was really, oh. it went really well. It went surprisingly well. Yeah. At we, Arts Fest? At Arts Fest. How does that in, work? In pagination, like in the bookstore there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We told everyone it was going to be bad, and then it turned out pretty good. <laughs> hey. So maybe we're too confident now. Well, hey, you know, there's no such thing as a sophomore slump, so I think this <laughs> the second one's going to be good. <laughs> so at that show, we're going to be covering Casper's. Casper's. It's wow. not a diner. It's not a parlor. It's just Casper's, the place where you get chili. 
Been open for over 100 years. And you may have noticed in your podcast feed two episodes of Spring wow. Food Mo today. One little short one. There's some babbling up at the top. You're <laughs> not going to surprise you there. And then we get into the like very long, like 20-minute bio segment about Casper's. Yeah. So you can listen to that before the oh, show. Oh, I have a story. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regarding Casper's history. Please tell that story. This is my story to tell. So Belinda Harriman, mm-hmm. yes. who owned it for a while. Actually, I wrote a story about her for 417, and then she was on the Mystery Hour before we were on TV, and she said, this is crazy. This is the story of when she bought the restaurant. She had been a waitress there, and she buys the restaurant, and then they close it down over the summer, and over the summer, they can't find the chili recipe, and so she has to try to figure it out. She knows the ingredients, but she doesn't know how it's all put together. So leading up to Labor Day when they're getting ready to reopen, she brings regulars in and she's trying it and they're like, this isn't it. I'm sorry, this isn't it. And meanwhile, the, the letterer family, I believe mm-hmm. it is, whoever was alive at that time ceased to be alive. Right. <laughs> Died? That's the yes. word? Okay. Charles. Charles Letterer, I in, believe. Indeed. His family is going through his house and it literally was a dark and stormy night and they have the stuff out on the, on the curb to, to throw away, the stuff, the garbage Trash, things they've cleaned up from sure. the house. The middle of the night, dark and stormy night, winds blowing, thunder cracking, <laughs> <laughs> rain. I can hear it and see it. Pelting. <laughs> and, I'm cold. Uh, so then the guy, the younger letterer. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Letterer. Jeff. Then comes out and he finds the chili recipe handwritten under the windshield, on the windshield yeah. of the car. It blown away. It's, it's like blown a David from the Blaine trash. trick, uh-huh. <laughs> right? It is. It saved Casper's. It is weirdly fortuitous that you chose to tell that story because I cut it out of the bio and even said there's like a vaguely supernatural uh, story that about the recipe. And I'm just you're just gonna go have to find it. I say oh, that yeah? in in the bonus episode. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. Yeah. So there you go. Now you have that story. How the did second you hear piece it? of the puzzle? Uh, an article in the paper. So it's it in out the paper. There. Yeah, All right. Okay. Good. All right. Good. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, we do have a special guest today. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> am I taking over? <laughs> <laughs> Please introduce yourself. Not that that's really necessary at My this point. My name's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. I'm the guy telling the Casper story. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Houghton. Jeff Houghton. Jeff Houghton. Jeff Houghton. <laughs> Jeff Houghton. I sounded weirdly like Nate Black there, I felt like. <laughs> Jeff Houghton. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for doing this, Jeff. I know that this is a tremendous waste of your time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my favorite way to spend it. <laughs> We're all just so wasting our time. You host the Mystery Hour, Springfield's arguably most popular late night talk show. Yeah, I always say it's the best and only. <laughs> According to the International Movie Database, you also produce it. And I believe oh. you're our oh, yes. first Guest oh, with an right. IMD page. Oh, yeah. IMDb page. How do we get on there? Probably make a movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they should have an IMDb for podcasts, right? Yeah, they There's should. nothing at this point. It would be just every 30-something white man <laughs> in America. Just a list. Is there, an in, is there a chance that we could maybe like intern at the mystery hour for one night to get like the miscellaneous crew credit? <laughs> yes. yes. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if people use us to get on IMDb. Hey. <laughs> like I'll work oh, for you yeah. for a summer. Maybe. All your episodes are listed on there. There's 167 oh. on there along with the guests. Ad, that's as of this summer. Oh, because wow. we got an intern who did it. Wow. <laughs> it makes me so happy to have it done. Well, I, <laughs> let them know I am gunning for their job. Well, I got to get that IMDb page. I'm not, uh, I have no reason to suck up to you, Jeff. You're already here. Thank you. But I love going to the Mystery Hour. 
Yeah, thanks. I've probably been a dozen times or so, and it's oh, always yeah? great. I have such a good time. Oh, good. And one time, <laughs> let me paint a picture for you here. <laughs> I was sad because of a breakup. Oh. <laughs> this was two years ago. It was stormy. It was just, it might have been. I don't really remember. <laughs> And I sat on the left side. That's like my trick. I always go to the far left side. Don't Ooh. do that, everybody. It's bad. Don't ever go over there. Ooh. There's always a great view of the interview <laughs> section. <laughs> and this was the night that Jim O'Hare was the guest. He played yeah. um, Jerry Jerry on, on Parks, Parks and, and Recreation, Recreation, which is one of my favorite shows. And I was just sitting there. There were You guys were in between a segment in the first episode or something. Because mm-hmm. if people who haven't been, they, they shoot three episodes in a night. Uh, I somebody walked up and was talking to someone next to me, and I'm deaf in my left ear, actually, Jeff. Okay. And I usually just t- tune it all out by necessity. And uh, somebody sits down next to me, and I look over, and Jim O'Hare is sitting next to me. Yeah. And uh, I, I proceed to talk to him for the entire like during the episode? during the breaks, not oh, during breaks. the episodes, right, but during right. the breaks. But I have to be like I have to turn my head all the way around. Oh, to have yeah. a conversation with him, but he couldn't have been nicer. He's a very it sweet was guy. So cool. Wow. Yeah, Sitting next awesome. to Jim O'Hare, just like Retta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> Retta. I'll tell you what was very funny is he was so kind and just sweet and generous with his time and just talking to some random yeah. dude. And then he got up there and was it was so contentious. He's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's his, like yeah, I was surprised that that's his style, kind of busting balls. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is how it is. <laughs> Lovely Jim O'Hare. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> offstage, he's not that way at all, or off camera. But then once we got on there, he's like, I'm going to give him a hard time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's the first, like, at the time, probably was the biggest guest we had on. He just got swarmed by people yeah. right when the show was done. And then he gets over to the Vandevort and he gets swarmed by people immediately. Like, he doesn't make it, he makes it 10 steps in and then he just has a line the rest of yeah. the night. And I was like, Do you need me to, do you need me to kind of pull you away? And he's like, Nope. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. He's so nice. That is wild. I talked to him about breakfast restaurants in Kansas City because he was doing theater in Kansas City. That's right. Around that time. We talked about Happy Gillis, which is a place <laughs> I like up there. Huh. Um, you guys had Edie Patterson on last year, which has got to be weird to see her like totally blown up now. I was just mowing. I came over from mowing and I was listening to her interview with Mark, Mark Barron. Barron. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so a great good. One, yeah. In that interview, she's, they talk about her going on Seth Meyers, uh-huh. and they say uh, she's talking about how it's her first time in one of those shows. And I was like, come on, Edie. <laughs> 17 markets. <laughs> I'm the only person going like, hey. <laughs> well, our listeners, uh, you guys might want to go check that out. Uh, it's a little show called WTF with Mark Maron. Uh, small up and coming podcast. My first <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Ten, 10 plus years ago. Started listening to that. Got me into the whole thing. Now it's an addiction. We should probably... Move on with this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff picked our restaurant today, and he chose Gailey's Breakfast Cafe. Oh, Andy's wearing his breakfast One of the shirt. For, uh, it was on purpose. Think wow. it was an accident? I did. <laughs> Just throw this on. <laughs> if you listened to our episodes about Druffs and Pappies, and you have a better memory than I do, you already know that Springfield's population began to explode around 1870 as the city became a national hub for railroads. You'll also know that Springfield continued to grow as the U.S. highway system expanded throughout the first half of the 1900s. The railways and highways brought travelers, and those travelers needed places to sleep. Local entrepreneurs, as well as business people from elsewhere, were happy to provide rooms to the road-weary for immense profit. The four-story building at the corner of Walnut and Robertson downtown was built in 1906 as the Springfield Life Building. 
the ground floor was home to four storefronts and the top three floors to various offices. In 1928, the owners remodeled the building into the Savoy, one of the most expensive and upscale hotels in town at that time. The building sold in 1933 and became the Hotel Seville, and that name stuck. Over the years, the Seville underwent numerous remodels of various scales, but the addition most pertinent to our interests today happened in 1940, when couple Beulah and John Gailey bought the pharmacy there, added a counter-service diner, and changed the name to Gailey's Drugs. Joe ran the pharmacy, and Beulah ran the diner. She served the basics, burgers, milkshakes, and sodas. The Gailey's made a point to keep prices cheap, in contrast with the fancy hotel above them. The prices were so low, in fact, that diners frequently wondered how the business managed to stick around. Beulah didn't write down orders, didn't give customers tickets. You paid for your food on the honor system, for real. Imagine having that much faith in, like, the baseline decency of other people. Apparently, the Gailey's were extraordinarily generous as well, insisting on providing healthy amounts of food to guests even when they couldn't afford it. Beulah was revered by several generations of diners for how she treated all people with equal respect, everyone from the homeless who stopped in to President Harry Truman, who made a point to eat at Gailey's every time he visited Springfield. I hope that story is true, man. When Joe Gailey died in 1990, after 50 years running the pharmacy, Beulah closed her late husband's side of the shop but kept on running the restaurant for another 10 years. Beulah Gailey finally retired in the year 2000, at 83 years old, 60 of which years she spent behind the counter at the diner. Springfield's then-mayor Leland Ganaway publicly honored Beulah Gailey, saying the following, she practices compassion for mankind by helping others regardless of their circumstances, nourishing all, and providing an at-home atmosphere for her patrons. Yeah, she seems great. In 1999, the Seville Building joined the National Registry of Historic Places, a federal program that's basically a list of buildings worthy of preservation. The name Gailey never came off the faded sign above the counter window at Walnut and Robertson. A few years later, developer Craig Wagoner purchased the building and renovated the upper floors into loft rentals. Around at the same time, in the spring of 2004, partners Rob Weisslocker and Brian King, original founders of downtown mainstays The Mud House and Mud Lounge, leased the Seville corner space to open a new, just slightly more upscale breakfast place. They didn't do much remodeling, if any, and they chose to honor their predecessors by keeping the name, and so was born Gailey's Breakfast Cafe. The menu at the new Gailey's was about as traditional as they come. Eggs, bacon, sausage, toast, waffles, pancakes, hash browns, bagels, omelets, breakfast. The goal was never to innovate, but to serve high-quality, classic food in a bright, fun, storied space. In 2005, the Gailey's owners had amassed some tax debt and were forced to sell their breakfast baby to landlord Craig Wagoner. The restaurant became more and more popular over the next decade. It was, and still is, common to see lines of people waiting for tables on weekends. In 2015, Wagoner decided it was time to expand the Gailey's space, and to do so, he forced out the neighboring Ophelia's, refusing to allow them to renew their lease, which was likely incredibly frustrating to the people running Ophelia's, as well as to people who loved going there for the delicious tapas and the Friday night late night happy hour. For more info on that, go listen to our Civil Kitchen episode. Also, 
Hi, Lori. Thanks so much for listening to our show. It's really cool. The new iteration of Gailey's came with some significant changes. They started serving alcohol, you know, to keep up and compete with all the other great weekend brunch options that had sprung up around town. And they also expanded weekend hours into the evenings, adding more lunch and dinner options in the process. This is all to say, Gailey's is not the same place it used to be, definitely not like the old Gailey's Drug and Diner, and in some ways, pretty different from the traditional breakfast spot Robin Bryant initially envisioned. So, let's get into it. What is Gailey's like today, in 2019, the year of our Lord? All right, Jeff, you picked Gailey's. Yes. Why did you pick Gailey's? I love Gailey's. I started going there right when it first opened. Uh-huh. So I've always loved it. I don't get to go there as much because Gailey, Nato- Gailey's notorious for always having lines like uh-huh. on the weekends. Yeah. Tell I, us about it. <laughs> I got two young kids, so I can't do that anymore. But we used to go like every Saturday, and I love it. Okay, that's a good reason. Now, your name's on the menu. How'd that happen? <laughs> Let's just also, get right into I this. I mean, I didn't want to say that up top, but well, if someone asked me to be on a food podcast and their spreadsheet says the Gailey's hasn't been done yet, it's the only menu I'm on. So I was like, I got to do Gailey's. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love them. So uh-huh. I used to go there every Saturday. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm either getting too full or the a la carte. It isn't enough. And so I just kind of made my own thing. And then I started calling it the Mystery Jeff. Uh-huh. And the waitress or server would come up to me and they'd ask me what I want. And I'd say, the Mystery Jeff. And they'd be like, what? And I'd say, the Mystery <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> they didn't know. And then it made it to the specials board. And then it made it to the menu. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't on the healthy part. It's on the healthy yeah, part of the yeah. menu. I feel like I could get more hits, uh-huh. more people eating it <laughs> if it was on the regular part of the menu. But my wife is the Michelle. I was going to ask if that was her. I suspected it was. Her yeah. story is that her sister used to cook there. And so she invented it and then called it the Michelle. Nice. Oh. We either got to get an inside man, or we just got to say we want the Dan and Andy when we order. <laughs> so you <laughs> go to a new restaurant, oh. a brand new restaurant, Ooh. and invent it. Dan, I got a cupcake named after me. <laughs> oh, what? We'll talk about it some other time. Oh, <laughs> right. I'll, I guess the key ingredient to this cupcake. Just take one I guess. Peanut butter. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I generally really like Gailey's. I don't think I'd been in probably five or six years. I don't really remember the last time I'd been there. It might have been more recent than that. Some friends with better memories than me can correct me. Mm-hmm. But I used to go a lot in college, and I feel like the clientele has changed quite a bit over time. Oh. Like now it's college kids and their parents a lot of the times, it seems like, whereas it used to yeah. be like more of a hip place. And like yeah. I would go and I would know half the people there because I used to be very hip. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard about you. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. They're like, <laughs> that that is not likely. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of the hip guy? <laughs> <laughs> he knows everybody at Gailey's. <laughs> it's a mark of a very, very uh, socially well-off person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, you know what I mean, though. You, you go in and you would know people. You'd always see people you know. You'd wave. And now yeah. it's definitely not like that. It's just not the same crowd that it used to be. It's not a yeah. bad thing. It's just an observation that it's different i think it's just because it's bigger that could be it yeah we didn't it mentioned that in the bio where ophelia is closed and now the old ophelia's is a part of gailey's and it's these, basically yeah. tripled in size yeah. the and aesthetic is so different in that room too yeah they didn't they didn't try to match it at all they could even go to over to the next space if they had the option to and it would yeah. still fill up same dude's building you're right someday whatever's whatever's next door better look out because gailey's is probably coming for him <laughs> it's an art gallery i believe 
Yeah, art's Who bad. Needs Who, needs art? <laughs> Who needs art? Who needs art? What you mean, like a podcast feed? <laughs> You've been. To, was that your first time at Gailey's or second? No, no, I had been at least one time before. I. Uh, in my brief period going to Ozarks Technical Community College, they hosted some classes. Yeah, absolutely. Who <laughs> are? <laughs> <laughs> he was there on a football scholarship. <laughs> yes, yeah. <just> <laughs> they don't have a football team, and Dan's never played football. This is they have a they have a football uh, <laughs> refabrication. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Let's move on. I fix old footballs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I dropped out. Anyway, they used to host some classes at the Galois Theater upstairs mm-hmm. on the top floor. Some art classes up there. I'm a pretty artsy dude myself, as you guys probably oh, know. Man. Hip <laughs> and artsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Artsy's actually one tier above hip. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to uh, Gailey's at least one time while I was attending class there, attempting to do some uh, homework, probably, and eat some breakfast. Yeah. But You told me you sat in the nook. Yes, yeah, that that I do have a vivid memory of sitting sitting in the little nook uh, right there in the old Gailey's, yeah. right there by the window, on looking oh, guess, yeah. the, the Springfield Little Theater. Mm-hmm. So Dan and I went on Sunday after we recorded the last episode that we recorded, which was uh, it was so long ago, Dan. Oh wow, uh, I can't remember what what did we what did we do? <laughs> it was literally yesterday, Jeff. We recorded this episode. Ots <laughs> uh, pasta. We went right after that. It was like one thirty p.m., which is kind of a weird time to go to Gailey's. Really, yeah, that is a good time though on the weekend though yeah. for not having to wait. They sat us right down, which was cool. And because we put this together on short notice, you know, we felt obligated to. Get two meals worth of food oh, each. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a forty dollar bill. Uh, That's pretty good. So we have both dinner entrees and breakfast entrees. I think we're going to start with dinner since it's a breakfast place, and just get the dinner stuff out of the way. Yeah. Well, my dinner entree is a sort of a dinner breakfast hybrid, being a taco with egg in it. Oh, I got the Julius tacos. Now, that is two eggs scrambled with chorizo, roasted red pepper, green pepper, cilantro, jalapeno, red onion, and pepper jack cheese, served with three corn tortillas, sour cream, salsa, avocado, and your choice of potato. Now, I'm going to get into that potato a little later. But this was a pretty awesome dish. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I only had a couple complaints, which... You know, I'm quite the complainer. <laughs> uh, the chorizo just didn't have a lot of flavor to it. Andy had a bite of it as well, and he remarked the same. You could barely tell that it had chorizo in mm-hmm. there. But I think whenever it all came together in taco form with the sour cream and the salsa and especially that avocado, the taco was greater than its parts, if you will. Ooh. Okay. No, I, I, I agree with I agree with what you said that I said. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't taste like chorizo. It was no, it, it was really kind of bizarre, honestly. It, but it was still tasty. I, I probably would have preferred it with some like bacon crumbled mm-hmm. up, or even just some normal sausage if that had a little more spice to it. Yeah, but it was lovely. I liked it a lot. Uh, Jeff did not have the chance to try uh, dinner entree <laughs> this time because we didn't say anything about it. <laughs> yeah, bad production. That's what you're and listening to right now. I don't get two meals when I go to a place. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> usually. <laughs> who would do such? Well, look, we usually spread it out over two or three visits, but mm, yeah. So I tried the fried eggplant parmigiana sandwich. It's wow. hand battered breadcrumb encrusted fried eggplant topped with creamy marinara and parmesan cheese on a toasted French baguette. That baguette looked like it was going to be airy, like it had a lot of air, like openings, a lot of air pockets, but it was surprisingly heavy and dense. Some crispness on the outside and just a little chewy. It had a rich buttery flavor. It was good bread. It would have been good with anything on it or probably even just eating raw bread by itself, which is like what I eat whenever <laughs> sure. I'm not eating for the podcast. Well, you're a duck. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> oh, you boy. should really put some pants on. <laughs> um, it was good bread, yeah. Uh, however, the hand-breaded fried eggplant between the slices was wonderful. Or I should say... The breading was wonderful. It was crispy and crunchy, but with that kind of grainy breadcrumb texture. The eggplant inside was fine. It was undercooked. It was limp, but also tough and chewy, not a pleasant texture. Eggplant's really hard to get right. I've had literally one, no, two good eggplants in town. I've talked about them on previous episodes, so I don't need to get into it. The breading didn't really stick to the eggplant very well either, but ultimately the flavor won out over the texture. That marinara was sweet and tangy, mixed with the crispy breading and the buttery baguette and the savory cheese. It's a great sandwich. Balanced flavors, varied textures, you know, with the exception of that one. I didn't regret ordering it a single bit. I was kind of surprised at how much I liked the non-breakfast item at Gailey's. It looked pretty tasty. Yeah, but you know what? I'm never going to do that again. Let's talk about <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> well, with the expansion of Gailey's, the, physically, they've, you know, they've expanded their hours uh-huh. and, their, and I think what their, their offerings are. Like I, can't, uh, I got a burger one time years ago. That's way more than I expected them to have for dinner options. Yeah, there's like eight or nine sandwiches and some other stuff you can get, too. And they're only open till dinner or for dinner hours a couple yeah. nights a week. I got to take issue with something on their menu, though. Oh, please, Auntie. Uh, it doesn't say dinner. It says Brenner. I don't like Ooh. it. Just, just, uh, just say brunch. <laughs> a little too cute. Just, it's too cute. It's too cute. <laughs> All right, let's get into breakfast. Let's start with the sides. Well, as I said, I had my choice of potatoes with the Julia's tacos, and I went with the best-looking potato on the menu, the sweet browns. Ooh. And I believe these are featured in the mystery, Jeff, they're as reco- well. They're recommended. Oh. You can't get the hash browns. Why would you? Why would Truly. you? Now, I, I couldn't actually find these on the online menu, oh. so I'm unsure <laughs> But I'm pretty sure they're just hash browned sweet potatoes, but with brown sugar in them. Yes. Can you confirm this? Brown Jeff? sugar on top. Thank you. Yeah. These were to make you feel so good to say. <laughs> no, I, I will not. No. <laughs> All right. Tasty. These yes. were very tasty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> Go ahead. Did I? I'm sorry. No, you're that was it. They were tasty. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I had hash browns because I. Didn't think to order sweet browns. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> I always get sweet browns. We didn't get any hash browns, yeah. but regrettably, so we're glad that we have an authority on the hash browns here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sweet browns are better. Oh, I can't Because <laughs> hash browns are hash browns are hash browns, sure. in my opinion. And sweet browns, you can't get very many places. And if they mm. do, they may or may not have brown sugar on top. <sighs> So the hash browns were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like their hash browns. They do a good they job good. there. They're very crispy on the outside and, you know, very soft and oily on the inside, which I like. You guys have way more uh, adjectives <laughs> than me. There's not that many. <laughs> you, you run out real quick. I used to be a writer in food advertising. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know how many times I went to thesaurus.com and typed in delicious. <laughs> or like, crunchy. Give me something new here. <laughs> yeah, crispy and crunchy are the ones I deal with a lot. 
I only said something about my diet. (laughs) (laughs) That is wonderful. (laughs) I ordered some skillet potatoes to go with my breakfast. I say it almost every week. Potatoes are the best vegetables. And you got some pretty good Christian metal ones. (laughs) What? Skillet? Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm a a real alien youth. (laughs) It's hard to mess them up, uh, the skillet potatoes. These were classic. Classic skillet potatoes cut into about one inch cubes, oiled, pan fried, seasoned with salt and pepper. Pepper flakes big enough that you could see them on the outside. They came out hot. The cook had done a great job of draining off the oil from the frying process. The taters were crispy on the outside, but no moistness at all. But when you bit in, they were creamy, almost like mashed potatoes on mm. the inside. Really enjoyed Ooh, these. They were really good. I had one. They're very tasty. More and more, the skillet potato or the breakfast potato is my, my breakfast potato choice of the many, many potato breakfast options. <laughs> Some call them home fries. Yep. Me. Whatever you call <laughs> I them. I call them home fries. <laughs> whatever you call them, they're delicious. Let's talk meats. Anybody get some breakfast meat? Uh, yeah, I had a couple slices of bacon a la carte just to try it out. And got to say, it's kind of hard to screw up bacon, but these were screwed a nice. Uh, <laughs> these were <laughs> they found a way screwed up. Uh, no, it was a nice balance between crispy and chewy. I personally prefer mine on the crispy side, Ooh. but I think they hit a nice medium there to kind of please everybody. Plus a nice little maple sweetness mm. to it that Andy remarked on. Yeah. And uh, I, I really liked it. These were tasty. <laughs> you look over at our table. It it was like looking at an octopus. It's just like yeah. arms going everywhere across, <laughs> trying everything. It was like that breakfast from the Phantom Thread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It very much was like yeah. that. That's as far as I made it through. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Did you try any meats? It, is this an addition to my entree? My breakfast entree? Just like a side my, meat. No, I did not okay. get a side meat, but there is meat in the main dish. Oh, stay tuned. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> a breakfast meat. I tried a sausage link. I prefer sausage to be pretty spicy. This one had a nice fatty flavor to offset the pancake sweetness. Oops, spoiler, I got pancakes. <laughs> ah. uh, I got to say, it's pretty perfunctory breakfast meat. They're mostly to get you some protein when you're having a sweet breakfast. It was fine. Not my favorite, but they're pretty fat good boys. sausage. They were big old they, sausages. They were yeah. like just rotund. Do you prefer a um, a link to a patty? I generally do. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I like the snap of it. It is mm-hmm. tasty. Yeah, I think I had a cold one once, not at Gailey's, and it Oof. ruined me on links oh, forever. My goodness, I can imagine. Oh, here's a fun Gailey's fact: When I used to go, when I very first started going, they didn't know what portions to figure out yet. You know mm. what I mean? Like right mm. when a restaurant opens, they don't quite have their portions down. So I got a side of ham. And it was like a whole plate, and it was like a half inch thick. That was my side of ham. The side of ham does not look like that anymore. But back in the day, boys, that's what it looked like. Maybe they thought you meant you wanted like a side of a hog. Yeah, yeah. The side of that hog. All right, now it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. The breakfast entrees. Wow. Dan and I ordered a biscuit and gravy to split this is in addition to our two entrees <laughs> each. <laughs> yeah, this biscuit and gravy was probably the low point of the meal, the low light, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, pretty cold, <laughs> just yeah. like a, a room temperature uh, brought to us. I'm sure the biscuit was perfectly fine. It seemed like an all right biscuit, but I, I think the standard is, is it better than a Pillsbury biscuit? Sure. And I'm not sure the answer was yes. The gravy was the real detractor, though. Yeah, the gravy was so salty and peppery. (laughs) A lot of flavor. Yes. (laughs) Now, I think part of this could have been the ordering a biscuit and gravy at 1.30 p.m. That's got to be it. Mm, You know, that gravy has been sitting there for a while. That's one of my rules with soup. 
Don't order a soup late in the day. Yeah, so sense. I don't think we really gave the biscuit and the gravy a fair shot. The biscuits or gravy are not being made to order. No, <laughs> they, they came out room temp yeah. too cold. Yes. So, yeah. you know, I don't feel like maybe we shouldn't be too harsh on them. I've had good biscuits and gravy there before. That's another thing. They're sometimes not very consistent at Gailey's. Right? Oh, I have a good biscuits and gravy story. For Go Gailey's. for it. Please. I had dot com on the mystery hour from 30 rock. Oh, uh-huh. sure. Brown. Yes, absolutely. Com. And we went there. I always take the guest out to eat for lunch before oh, we'll before talk the taping. about that later. I don't know. Biscuits and gravy came on the side and he he took a couple of bites of it. So he's born and raised in New York and lives in New York. And he took a couple of bites of it. And he was like, he, he asked the waitress. He's like, what is, what is this? He had never had it before. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. I didn't know how regional it was. It's like South and Midwest, I think. That's crazy. At that oh moment, I was like, oh, it's regional. You Someone, can't get huh. biscuits and gravy at a bodega, I guess. Seinfeld was lying. <laughs> Monks. I don't know. Actually, I don't know Monks serves biscuits and gravy, do they? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Monks the rest. Seinfeld. I'm with you. <laughs> what you order, Jeff? Oh, I had something I had never tried before. The uh, the lovely waitress said, "Would you like a special one of the specials?" And since you know, I respect the specials there because that's sure. how I made my way up right. there. Uh, she said, "We have a BLT omelet," and oh. I said, "I want to try that." Okay. And it was an omelet, and um, <laughs> <laughs> on the inside was B and L and T lettuce right. on the inside. Well, the L you say. was S actually. Oh, oh nice. Bacon, okay. spinach. I get that. BST tomato. does not yes. have the same ring to it. <laughs> Would you like a BST? <laughs> Here's my deal. I don't eat dairy, so I invented the mystery, Jeff. When I sure. used to eat dairy, because uh-huh. there's yogurt in it. Now yeah. I can't ever eat oh, no. myself. <laughs> but so what I do? This is a little trick for any listeners out there looking for a trick. I, uh, I'll get an omelet or whatever, and then I'll, I didn't do this this morning. I forgot. But then I'll order one egg over easy on the side. Then I open up the omelet and drizzle the okay. egg in there oh, so nice. I can get some of that gooiness because yes. sometimes it's just so dry. This one, I didn't even need to. I realized I forgot, and there was some sort of liquid in there that was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the bacon grease, dude. Bacon grease, yeah, and probably tomato some. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, I, the bacon was all uh, chopped up and small. Ooh. It was very good. I liked it a lot. Sounds that sounds great. awesome. My breakfast portion, if you don't count clearly, breakfast tacos is breakfast. <laughs> was the stuffed French toast uh, stuffed in quotation marks at least here in my notes, not on the menu because it's not really a stuffed piece of French toast. Rather, it's two slices of French toast with stuffing in between Ooh. them. Uh, more of a French toast sandwich, but alas, two French toast slices stuffed with orange marmalade and cream cheese. Now, I thought that this was Mars Capone, but on the online menu, it says cream cheese. I don't know. Could go either way. I still kind of feel like it's Mars Capone. Yeah, one thing's for sure. This is definitely what Paddington would order. <laughs> oh, yes, because he likes marmalade. marmalade. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the French toast was... Nice and fluffy with a slightly savory batter. The mascarpone or cream cheese melted a little bit into a nice little cream from the heat of the French toast. And the marmalade was nice, but not too zesty. I've had some marmalade before where they put too much orange zest in there. And Mm. if I get a chunk of orange (laughs) zest, I I do not like that blown out orange peel flavor. Mm -hmm. So I thought that this was perfect. This I can't imagine having a tastier... 
like sweet breakfast dish. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest pancake fan. I thought these were awesome. Okay. <laughs> Approaching the stage, <laughs> the biggest pancake, pancake <laughs> fan. I can't believe we've gone this long. 59 episodes without me having a chance to talk about pancakes. They're one of my all-time favorite foods. I love breakfast. It's my favorite meal. I've eaten so much less breakfast since we started doing this podcast, Dan. Did you know that? Did you realize that? You, you've talked about pancakes on the show before. Have I? You had them at Ziggy's? Oh, well, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> that, was four, that was 55 episodes ago. I forgot. <laughs> well, I take it back. It's been 55 episodes since I've had a chance. I don't even know what I was doing back then. <laughs> and they, they were so good, for sure. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> it was a, that was a bad pancake. Mm. So I don't know if you've heard that one. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good episode. <laughs> a little nitpicky for my taste. <laughs> you rip into the pancakes? <laughs> oh, Ziggy's is bad. Not even the last time you've been there. It's not good. Where is it at now? Uh, Lamplighter Inn. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's not owned by the same family uh, anymore. It's not. Yeah, it's owned by the same guy that owns Lamplighter Inn. You may know it by its neighbor, Rumors Cabaret. <laughs> oh, it's the place next to Rumors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. So to mark this occasion, I prepared a monologue about... What I ordered at Gailey's. I ordered peanut butter chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> the standard order comes with two pancakes, two eggs, and a choice of breakfast meat, but I opted to order. Do you see it? Look at how long it is. It's pretty it's long. Very long. It's good. <laughs> now, Jeff, you prepared a song as well for your monologue. It's not a song. Okay. No music. First episode in a long time without an original song, but you get this monstrosity you're about to hear. Now let's talk some more before I get into it <laughs> while the music plays. <laughs> yeah, so I opted to order just one pancake a la carte. And a single pancake was quite large, far from the biggest I've seen, but still roughly the circumference of a standard plate. The peanut butter was of the creamy, unnatural variety, the double opposite of my preference, crunchy natural. And I mean, give me the full-on oil separation. Have to stir it first, big chunks of nuts still in there, but you know what? I love every peanut butter. <laughs> I have never seen any type of peanut butter on a pancake and been disappointed. I've had peanut butter pancakes far and wide across our great nation. I've seen peanut butter spread atop pancakes in a number of ways. The very worst is when restaurants purport to stock peanut butter, but what they really have is Reese's peanut butter topping, which is basically a peanut-flavored syrup. You guys had this? Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, you may not be serious <laughs> about peanut butter and pancakes then. Now, does this imitation peanut butter taste bad? No, it tastes like peanuts. It tastes great. Am I upset when I get pancakes with peanut syrup? No, I still get to eat a pancake. But am I a little disappointed? Just the slightest bit let down? Not really. I believe it was George Orwell who once said, all peanut butters are equal, but some are more equal than others. I think I'm getting that quote right. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Dan, what was I talking about? Peanut butter pancakes? Uh, George Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> some places they'll use a knife and give you a smooth layer of peanut butter across the top of the pancake. The layer will have varied levels of thickness, depending on where you're eating, of course. The more peanut butter, the thicker the layer, the more I love it. Now, some other places will bring you out an unvarnished pancake and then set you out a little container of peanut butter on the side so you can make the choice how much you want on there. This, this is a practice of which I heartily approve. The pitfall in that scenario, however, is not being provided enough peanut butter to really do it right. I mean, if you're putting me in control, I'm going to need three to five ounces at least. That's 600 to 1,000 calories worth of peanut butter to keep track, which you shouldn't if it's pancake day. 
Sometimes you'll get fancier restaurants looking to get artistic, and what they'll do is transfer some creamy peanut butter into a heavy plastic squirt bottle. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> I just feel so <laughs> guilty about wasting your time. This is not a waste. <laughs> He's this talking is... to me. Nope. No, Jen, no, I don't care about your time. You've proven your time has very little value. This is art, and art doesn't always have to be entertaining. <laughs> Oh, boy. But this is. <laughs> um, Why do I feel patriotic right now? <laughs> Saving Private Ryan theme. <laughs> <laughs> is it? <Yeah. laughs> That's why. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so you get that creamy peanut butter to a heavy plastic square bottle and then heat the bottle up in a pot of water on a stove so it gets a little liquidy. And they'll tip that bottle, give you a drizzle of peanut butter over the pancake. It's probably my least favorite because it leaves you with a bunch of naked pancake. And look, I'm no prude, but we as human beings must cling to a sense of propriety in this world. And you you just got to cover those pancakes up. Cover them up with peanut butter. I'll admit the drizzle does look pretty cool, though. Now, Gailey's Breakfast Cafe in downtown Springfield, Missouri, uses the heated bottle drizzle method, if I'm not mistaken. And I very likely am. And guess what? Even though they left some of that pancake exposed... I still loved it because it was a peanut butter on a pancake and peanut butter on pancakes rules. There were also like 50 tiny chocolate chips on there. And now I'm going to tell you a little bit about how those. Oh, it keeps going. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit about those and how they taste. Gentlemen, those chocolate chips tasted chocolatey. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the actual pancake of Gaylegs is decent. I'd say like mid tier to really nail a pancake you have to have a griddle dedicated to just pancakes so the temp stays consistent you know what i'm talking about here mm, sure so you're cooking other stuff on the griddle it's not going to be as is good because you don't have the right temperature you're moving the temperature all around oh, it's, it's a bad situation i don't think they i don't think they have the consistent griddle temperature at galey's because the cookness of the pancakes varies pretty wildly prefer a thick pancake, browned until crispy, almost crunchy. This is the real review, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> I can tell the, the credits are rolling on uh, the Saving Private Riots yeah. thing. The tone changed a little bit. <laughs> Old man Tom Hanks is crying at a grave. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite pancakes are really thick. I like them browned until they're crispy, almost crunchy on the outside, but like, you know, soft and fluffy and buttery on the inside. Gailey's isn't quite there. The pancake looks fantastic, though. It's got a nice browning from the griddle. You also get that seasoned griddle oil taste, which is great. Vin Diesel just died. What? Oh. <laughs> Young Matt Damon. All right. I'm sorry about these fruit flies. It's driving me insane. I just got to stop eating fruit. All right. So I sometimes hear people talk about how going out to breakfast is lame because you can easily make all the traditional stuff at home. One of my best friends has refused to give up ground on this for years. I think it's just a nonsense stance because... Unless in your house you have a griddle that's seen 10,000 pancakes on it before, you, you can't get that taste at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a griddle has just been used and used and used for years and years, leaves a distinct taste. Sure. And I'm very happy to say that Gailey's has that seasoned griddle and they have that seasoned griddle taste. So it was a pancake with peanut butter and chocolate. It ruled. I loved it very, very much. It was incredibly difficult not to eat the whole thing. Because I had a second, third entree to try afterwards. <laughs> that was inspiring. <laughs> well, Andy, uh... didn't tell Dan I was going to do that. <laughs> I thought we said we weren't doing any monologues this week. <laughs> <laughs> but let me here. Uh, I, I've got a song as well. Okay. 
you want to write it down? I'll, I'll put it on for yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's sliding it over to me. Okay. I got it. I got it. You ready? I'll, I'll like let it fade in. So you start and I'll let it fade in. What if I just did like a monologue from Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> Is that what you want to hear, Skyler? <laughs> Do you have my song ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Thank I got it ready. You. you go and I'll fade it in. <clears throat> the origin and domestication of the sweet potato occurred in either Central or South America. Andy. <laughs> Andy. Oh, that wasn't it? Uh, go ahead. Please. I'll do your one. Do your one. The origin and domestication of the sweet potato occurred in either Central America or South Andy. <laughs> Andrew Carr. Please. <laughs> Gross. The origin and domestication. <laughs> At least I said domestication right that last time. Uh, let's go ahead and run this again, Andy. All right, I'll do the, I'm going to do the real okay. one this time. I'm going to do the real one this time. <laughs> Jeff, are you enjoying yourself? That's good. <laughs> I feel weird that we're all in a triple-decker bunk bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the weird part. We don't ever tell people about that. It's a triple-decker bunk bed on the 16th floor of the Hammond's Tower. <laughs> okay. The origin and domestication of the sweet potato occurred in either Central or South America. I couldn't tell if it was my song, honestly. <laughs> okay, I'll do the real one this I'll do the real one this time, Dan. At least five thousand years ago, with the origin possibly between the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico and the mouth of the Orinoco River in Venezuela. Hash browns or hashed browns are a popular American breakfast dish that started showing up on breakfast menus in New York City in the 1890s. A simple preparation in which potatoes are pan-fried after being either shredded, diced, julienned, or riced. Now I know what you're thinking. What's with all this boring history stuff? What is this, the bio segment? What? Did Andy tell how many words he wrote about the peanut butter chocolate chip pancakes, <laughs> causing Dan to recite history directly from the Wikipedia <laughs> article about sweet potatoes and hash browns? In a desperate attempt to add an additional 400 words to his speech and out monologue Andy? I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I still ended up about 300 words short. <laughs> now onto the science of the matter. Gailey's sweet browns are to regular hash browns what a Charizard is to a Charmander. <laughs> what a Venusaur to a Bulbasaur. A Blastoise to a Squirtle. They are, put simply and eloquently, the highest form of evolution. You do like 10 more. Hash browns That's a lot of achieve. words. <laughs> get a lot more words in there. <laughs> yeah, let me grab my Pokedex real quick. <laughs> in addition to being absolutely delicious, these are a textural wonder. The sweet potato is stringy when shredded, and when cooked has almost a vermicelli noodle, or probably more aptly, a sweet potato noodle texture. But Why this would is that be? <laughs> well, you know, they're sweet potatoes. <laughs> but this is one of three textures achieved by the sweet browns, the father, if you will, of this holy mouthfeel trinity. Mouthfeel. The son would, of course be the brown pieces of the potato <laughs> where the griddle and I'm assuming the brown sugar caramelized into perfect crispy brown wisps of potato at the edges. You know where it met the griddle. 
the Holy Ghost, the soft inner sanctum of the hash browns, where it takes on an almost creamy mashed potato quality. The sweet browns are a top tier tater temple that I'd gladly lay my tongue at the altar of. For our godless listeners, allow me to end back where I started. Well, not really the history stuff where I started started, but the fun part after I read directly from the Wikipedia page about sweet potatoes and hash browns. Evolution. Specifically, a tenant lifted from the Darwinian theory of evolution. In nature, it's survival of the most fit. And I'd like to fit most of these into my mouth. (laughs) Your Honor, I rest my case. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Very impressive. Yeah. I guess not quite as long as Andy's. <laughs> guess you're as good as me now. <laughs> good of wasting everyone's time. I'm about two fifty short. Especially I mean, as good as you. Generous guest. I thought this was about like talking about food, not preparing monologues. <laughs> well written, very well written. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Well, look, we we didn't have a lot of time to prep this one, Jeff. <laughs> Clearly, you did. You used your time well. So I guess it's about time that we rated. Well, I Gailey's. have. Oh. Do you want? I have a monologue as well. Oh, please! Oh. I haven't talked about one of the items I I had. Oh my I, I goodness! Ordered. Oh my! We definitely. <laughs> Could I get the Saving Private Ryan music? <laughs> oh sure. What is bread? <laughs> <laughs> Some ask that literally, like myself. Others ask that figuratively. What does it mean to us as a society? Is it mere flour? Preach. And water and some sort of air some sort of machine that makes it crispier on the outside? (laughs) Is it the slicer? Or is it what it brings to us? Is bread the machine it's made in? Is that what you're asking? (laughs) Is bread the machine it's made in? Or is it something more than that? When my server this morning asked me what type of bread I would like with my meal, wheat, white, pumpernickel, I said, nay, give me cinnamon, is what I said. Okay. Because we're not a country of people who don't think big. We're a country of people who said, what if we swirled cinnamon inside of this combination of flour and I presume water and air? Our listeners are standing (laughs) and saluting right now. (laughs) And flour is made of wheat. (laughs) Is that all we are? Or are we a country built on ingenuity, innovation, creativity, collaboration <laughs> by working together we create a cinnamon bread <laughs> <laughs> without raisins a cinnamon bread and that morning I had this which was this morning I felt 10 feet tall <laughs> I felt closer to my countrymen I enjoyed my cinnamon bread at Gailey's thank you God bless cinnamon bread and God bless the United States of America <laughs> <laughs> we were like a trained improviser oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the dome, just straight folks. off the dome. I was inspired Truly by you guys. <laughs> how much time we wasted. <laughs> you could have done it right, right now. It's time to raid Gailey's Breakfast Cafe, gentlemen. How many previously proletariat pharmacies will you raid Gailey's Breakfast Cafe? Jeff, we'll start with you. Wait, what's the, what's the scale? One to f- zero to five. Zero to five. Previously <laughs> proletariat pharmacies. What do you mean previously proletariat? Because the original, the Gailey's, John and Beulah Gailey, Ooh. were all about helping 
poor people and stuff like that. Okay. The fact is, you've stumbled upon the dumbest part of our show. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so there's five up to five previously proletariat it's pharmacies. Basically, whatever you want, <laughs> triple P's. Treat no, I want to do it right. <laughs> yeah, there's a right way. All right, I would give Gailey's. I mean, I should abstain because I'm on the menu and, and I have. I'm biased okay. here, but I would give it five former proletariat pharmacies wow. out of five former proletariat pharmacies. And and wait, what? Previously Previ- proletariat. What did I say? For the alliteration. Former. Former. <laughs> Previously proletariat <laughs> pharmacies. <laughs> <laughs> and can I add this? Atmosphere. They have great atmosphere. Yeah, they do. I mm. judge restaurants on atmosphere a lot, I've found. They have very good atmosphere. I was sitting in the front part today where mm-hmm. it used to be the only part, and I was like, Absolutely. this is where it's at. It's this very good. Right. That room is the best. If you yeah. get in that room, it's, it's ideal. Yeah. It's very bright and wide in there. It just feels really good. All the old signs. Mm-hmm. We were not seated in there and just had to walk back like a couple of creeps after eating our two <laughs> entrees to, <laughs> I to just kind of scope it out. I had to like justify it to the server. I was like, I haven't been in there in a long time. <laughs> and they were very nice about it. You know, there was a time. This is a this is a, a, a little known part of Gailey's, the breakfast cafe, only because I was there all the time years ago. There's a room in the back where they like store things. If you're walking in the front door, you'd keep going straight sure. past the kitchen. Through the wardrobe. Through the wardrobe. <laughs> and you'd end up in Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus would ask you. He was the bathroom tenant, but the bathroom was back there. And then for a brief time, they renovated the back room beyond that into a loft. Oh. I remember I was there the day some guy was moving in. He was moving in through a restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. But then they must have like reclaimed it yeah. pretty quickly after. Mm. Oh, yeah. God. Sorry, I'm telling too many stories. No. 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 <laughs> Your stories are good, <laughs> like most of what we've done here today. Go ahead, Dan. Well, I quite enjoyed my experience at Gailey's yesterday. I think I would probably steer away from just the normal breakfast items, your biscuits and gravy, your bacon, sausage, standard eggs, and go with something a little more exciting like those tacos Mm -hmm. or that lovely stuffed French toast. No matter what, I'm getting those sweet browns, some of the best Mm. browns in towns. (laughs) I'm gonna drop a I'm gonna drop a big fat four on them. Yeah, I'm also dropping a four on them. I gotta yeah. say it's it's just it's a reliably good breakfast, and it's not my favorite in town. We'll get to that someday. Oh, but I still like it a lot, and the location's great. It's downtown. You can go do stuff afterwards. And there's always a line in the morning, yeah. so you can feel like a cool like <laughs> urban socialite yes. or yeah. something no, waiting in line. It's for very breakfast. much a Portland thing. Just, yeah. you know. People don't go to places unless, unless there's a line. There's no line. Let's not go. <laughs> right. It's helpful somehow. We're all dummies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We had a quick debate segment. Oh, wow. We had some sweet breakfast items today. Uh, I guess you didn't really have a sweet one. We Ooh. had your cinnamon French toast or cinnamon yeah, toast. Cinnamon toast. Do you give any syrup with that, Jeff? No syrup. I just no put syrup. butter on it. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you? have syrup with yes. some of your eating okay yeah yeah yeah. i've had syrup before so gailey's is a place where they bring you like a metal container of maple syrup and there are just i think there are three different strategies you can take with the maple syrup i just want to see where we all fall i think so the debate here is syrup strategy pour dunk or dip wow do you pour the syrup on the item the pancake the french toast the waffle do you cut off a slice and uh just fully submerge it so that it permeates every bit of the uh oh. the item or that's do you a just, dunk yeah, that's a dunk. Or do but you wait, just is like, that you put it into like a ramekin? Ramekin, yeah, okay. of, of syrup. Or do you just like put an edge in there just to get the little bit of 
uh, syrup flavor. What are we thinking on this? Well, I'm I'm not really sure. I think you and I, Andy, might kind of fall in the same yeah. camp. I'm, I'm I'm curious to hear where Jeff falls on this. What 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 do you think? Pour, I, dunk, or dip? I've never considered anything but pour. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never okay. done anything else. All right, Andy. Maybe I should. I, I do think it kind of depends on the item. I the only time I'll ever consider pouring is with a waffle because it has the divots. Yeah, <laughs> the sure. waffle divots. They're holders for the. Indeed, syrup. yeah. Especially if you put the butter on there first, and you could even get it mixed in with there with the butter. And sometimes the syrup will get suspended on top of a layer of butter, and that's that's something else. That's really good. But I'm more of a pancake person in general. And I probably like five years ago, I switched to dipping. Wow, it's just a more efficient use of the syrup, and you get more yeah. of the, all the flavor rather than just an overpowering syrup flavor. Well, Andy, I consider myself a bit of a dipper as well uh both in my rampant chewing tobacco use <laughs> and my pancake uh you know syruping technique uh-huh. but uh, allow me to play dunker's advocate <laughs> because i believe by dipping you are in fact wasting syrup really absolutely i think both the dip and pour method waste syrup you're going to get more on the plate. And for you, Andy, you're leaving it behind in the ramekin. You're not soaking it all up, dog. You're right. That's by design. That's just waste. That's all that is. What would the Springfield Compost Collective think? You're not even composting that syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do that? I'm not sure. (laughs) The call Justine and Tim. I think not. (laughs) Why are all these ants here? (laughs) Compost pile. (laughs) It's all ants. Yeah, I, I just think... That it tastes better. You get you get more flavor. You get more of all the flavors present if you just do a little dip. Get a little bit of syrup on the edge of your your forked item. I would also like to add in 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 defense of the pour method. It's more of a pour, and then you kind of swiffer it around in mm. the syrup on your sure. on your plate. So it's yeah. a pour and swiffer. So I'm not just like not getting any. I'm also deciding how much I'm getting. I'm realizing there's a fun factor to that too. The pouring is fun. <laughs> True. It's a good old time. True. <laughs> also, probably the best one is the one that gets least on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Now, before we just outright deny dunking its place in the Hall of Fame here, let me ask you, <laughs> what's the coolest move that can be performed in a professional sport? Oh, <laughs> is it a dip? Is it a pour? <laughs> I think not. Your Honor, I rest my case. Well, I don't know. It's pretty cool whenever they pour the Gatorade (laughs) jug on top of the coach after he wins. Oh, yeah. That's a pour. Hey. That's pretty good. Uh, What about the guy? I think dunking's still cooler. What about the boys squeegeeing the court? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I got to give it to Jeff. What about about during halftime or a break when they play the Tootsie Roll song? It says, dip, baby, dip. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We all have valid points, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think just do what tastes best to you. (laughs) Debate over. (laughs) All right, that brings us to our uh, guest interview segment, Last Meal. Funny bitch. I just want listeners to know that while that was playing, I killed a fruit fly and said, that guy just ate his last meal. (laughs) That was worth repeating. That was good. (laughs) So, Jeff, I'm so sorry, but you're going to die. You're going to be executed. Ken McClure doesn't want people to know about the good things in Springfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And you're probably the guiltiest person in town. 17 markets. 17 markets. You can watch the Mystery Hour in cities that aren't here, in states that aren't here. Yes. And Kim McCord is, is not into that. He yeah, wants Springfield mm-hmm. to be a secret. I should die. That's what he thinks. We he, don't agree. He's already taken out Sarah Jenkins, uh-huh. Edie Patterson, Jim <laughs> O'Hare. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Any guest or associate of the Mystery yeah, okay. Hour. Uh, just dead in their trail. Okay. Well... And you're going to die. It's going to be like a clockwork orange scenario. Oh. And you're going to, you just have to watch Instagram husband and repeat <laughs> until you starve to death. Not, not yeah. like the part of clockwork orange where they kill someone. <laughs> no, not like that. Okay, good. Torturing, myself, said. torturing myself with my own work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good death. Uh, I hadn't prepared that. I just thought of that right now. Oh, well, it's good because you know, we have a lot of similar sculptures to the one in <laughs> Clockwork Orange up here. All right, or it's so. like if Mariah Carey was stuck at Guantanamo Bay and they only played Mariah Carey for the oh, man. prisoners and she has to be a prisoner. <laughs> be tortured with her own song. I mean, that's kind of like having a career as a musician anyway. You just play those same songs for, the, for your whole life. Wow. Yeah. I think Poignant. it'd be bad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, Jeff, you get one last meal before Ooh. you're strapped down to a chair with the goggles on your eyes to watch your own video over and over until Ooh. you die. <laughs> you get a drink. Wait, so it's the same length that I'll die at the same rate I would normally die without exercise. So a little quicker. Uh, yes. But still, still like years. 30 days. But I mean, you're not going to get water or food. So it's, it's basically oh, starvation okay. and thirst. Oh, starvation yep. plus just making me watch my video. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. Stabbed. Okay. Cruel. <laughs> Kim McClure thinks it's the video that's <laughs> yeah. killing you. He doesn't understand. <laughs> not the brightest mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before you die, before you're being executed... At the hands this, of Ken McClure. Yes. You get a four-course meal. We count drinks as courses. You get a drink, an app, an entree, and a dessert. All have to be from locally owned Springfield restaurants. Ooh. What are you going to pick? Drink, app, entree, dessert. Correct. First, can I, I want to tell you guys this, because I think this is pertinent to your podcast. We, my wife and I, have done a double date in international date uh-huh. and we just went down commercial street and we got appetizers at that lebanese place mm-hmm. and then we uh-huh. got a meal at van gogh's and then we went to cafe cusco and we got dessert and then we had american beer at Lindbergh's. if anyone's looking for a date idea it's a great and that night. was a new italian restaurant there okay so say you came up with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah Okay, so um, I, I know you guys told me to prepare for this, and I didn't. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Do I to tell you an order? Requested, which is to request. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So the drink, oh, man, I did not think this through. Okay, so the appetizer, I hardly ever get appetizers. I don't know any appetizers in town. My wife knows them. <laughs> <laughs> you need to phone a friend or phone a spouse? <laughs> I need to phone a spouse. What, wait, what are examples of appetizers? I know what appetizers are. <laughs> what are some examples of ones in town? <laughs> oh, like I really love like the kimchi fries, the scullies or something like that. Yeah, we right talked about that last episode. Okay. Any kind of nachos, any kind of yeah, just bar snack or something you really like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The tea grade leche. Here's what I'll get for an appetizer then, even though it's kind of a meal, but I'm going to not get very much of it. Um, um, uh, the the it's at it's the cubicle at J O B, oh. and it's the um. Turkey, 
It's like the Thanksgiving. What's it called? Hot hot brown. Kentucky hot, hot brown. Kentucky oh. hot brown. That's oh, my appetizer. It's so good. What, what is this? It's not an appetizer. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> no, I'm only getting one of them. I'm only getting okay, one. Okay. Cool. 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 Appetizer. Sure. <laughs> All okay. right. All right. Very good. So th- I did one of them, and now the drink. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are some examples of drinks in town? <laughs> Beer. Uh, there's, there's booze always. Uh, um. You've got the kind of cocktail, yeah, smoked yeah, old yeah. fashioned, whatever. Oh, the Robert yeah, yeah, Palmer. That's it. No, honestly, just, I, I get, take I get, it, take I, it on your own. I get smoked old fashioned every time at Vandevort. It's all I get. Okay. Usually, I get different things that different. I I don't like getting. Re- I don't like repeating something over and over. Oh. But I only get smoked old fashions when I'm there because nice. they're so good they're and labor good. intensive. I like that. to make them work. <laughs> I went to an event once where I sat by Cliff Smart, the uh, president of MSU, and they had mm-hmm. unlimited old fashions. <laughs> <laughs> Good seems night. Like a, seems like a bit of nepotism <laughs> that he got the job just because his last name's Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I made him laugh once. I'm not going to tell you what I said because it was political. So <laughs> <laughs> next time, try that jewel on him. <laughs> <laughs> Save it up. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite entree? Entree. Okay. What examples are entree? <laughs> Uh, here's Chicken, one. Rice. The cubicle. Oh, the cubicle. <laughs> brown. That's more of an appetizer. Um, oh, wait. I had one. What was it? I, this I did think of. Um, I don't remember anymore. What? Okay. What are some restaurants in town? <laughs> what did you get at, like, what did you get at those places you went for your date? Yeah, those weren't, those weren't, those were good. They weren't my favorites, though. Oh, no. Okay. 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 I'm just stalling for time. You had a burger you like? <laughs> you know what burger I like? Okay. So I don't eat dairy. I don't eat dairy. But I will cheat for certain things. Sure. And um, I will get a Gouda burger at Civil is very good. Okay. They have underrated burgers. Mm. And you get some uh, Brussels sprouts on the side. Excellent. Yeah. All right. All right. That's I'm a solid that. choice. Yeah. And dessert. So that's it, I guess. That's dessert. it. Oh, dessert. Oh. Then you die. Wait, what are you? Okay. <laughs> what is dessert? Um, well, it's usually like a sweet treat after you finish the rest of your food. <laughs> Heard of it. Um, I would have to say Pineapple Whip only because my brother-in-law runs it. Oh, nice. Second week in a row. Wow. First time pineapple that's ever yep. happened. Yep. Second and week the wait, guest has come unprepared. <laughs> Second week Pineapple Whip. <laughs> which one? Which, which type oh, of pineapple? Yeah, pineapple. Yeah, that's very important. Oh, okay. okay. Last time it was grape. Yep. Somebody picked the yep. grape last week. So we still haven't had any overlap, I believe. Because yeah. other people, I can't, I can't get ice cream. I don't eat dairy. You know, I don't, yeah. So it kind of ruins that. desserts. So what's it like, Jeff, being in hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can breathe. I can I can breathe better out my nose. Oh yeah, but food doesn't taste as good. Mm. Yeah, there's some good non-dairy cheeses out there. Perhaps oh, there's that, some uh, bad Van ones. Gogh's made by a former guest, Holland. Yeah, Holland makes oh. the good uh, vegan cheeses. They have vegan cheese there. Oh yeah, because I'm not oh, yes. vegan, so I I forget to think about vegan cheeses. But mm. I have some like uh, shredded cheese at home now. It's just called nut cheese. Which is a horrible name, yeah, and it only kind of melts. Yeah, yeah, that that that's one thing they have yet to nail is the uh, melty quality. The melting, yeah, yeah. Well, we're done with just about everything. But Jeff, there's one more thing we wanted to ask you about. You have all these celebrities that mm-hmm. you bring into town for the mystery hour. Where do you take them to eat? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> it's usually lunch the day of the show. Usually they've flown in the night before, and then we have lunch. And let's see. So usually I meet, I greet them. I either decide whether they're doing a handshake or a hug. It's usually a handshake. And then it ends up when they leave, 
the goal is a hug. Uh-huh. So I say, do you have any dietary restrictions? Is there anything you're nice. interested nice. in eating? If there isn't anything, usually I say, let's go to grad school. And we go to grad okay. school. Such a good choice. Because there's so many good options and it's kind of cool. So I, I think it's a good place to go. That's okay. usually what I do. Sometimes we use the Vanderwart and Gailey's a couple times. Have yeah. you got any good stories about what people ordered and things they said or really liked or were surprised by? Yeah, dish on these wise. celebs. Dish, dish on the celebs. Anything dish they celebs. said to get them canceled. Can we cancel a celeb this week? <laughs> it's like, did did uh, did did Leslie David Baker hate the full ride or something? <laughs> canceled. <laughs> canceled. We ate at Vandevort, he and I. I don't remember what they get. Yeah. We need the inside dish, literally. It's literal celebrity <laughs> dish. Yeah, we should do a separate podcast. It's just celebrity dish. <laughs> After I drop them back off of the Vandevort, we <laughs> we talk about what they ate. <laughs> you come in with us and yeah. tell well, us what they ate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, who are some guests I've had on? Uh, <laughs> what did Edie eat? Edie, where did we go? Oh, I think we ate we ate at Vandevort, and I don't know what she got. I don't know what they get. All right, we don't have to do this segment. <laughs> what is this a food podcast? <laughs> Sorry, right. that's okay. Well, I think that's about all we've got. Jeff, thank you so much for coming and doing this. I know it's small potatoes for you. Hey, another food thing, <laughs> but uh, I'm really appreciative that you uh, used your time to do this with us. Yeah, my and, pleasure. Uh, it was a great way to end our first year of podcasting. Oh, boy, was it. Absolutely. What an honor. Dan mentioned in the fact at the beginning of the episode that uh, exactly one year ago, the day that we are recording this was the day that we had our very first meal and did our very first recording uh, for Lindbergh's Brunch. And it's so fun. It's like my favorite thing that I do in my life. Uh, <laughs> better than those children I <laughs> teach all day. <laughs> That's not, I mean, I like that too, but I don't know. It's just great. It's really great. I'm sure we'll gush a little bit more about that. I probably get a little emotional at the show on Wednesday, tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> at 7 p.m. It's a food drive. Please bring canned goods or oh, other perfect. non-perishable food items. Bring perishable food the, items. No, don't do that. <laughs> this is a loaf of bread. Perishable. Like, super perishable. Like a, a full hog on a hook. <laughs> a bag of pea soup. <laughs> a bag? An actual Ziploc bag full of hot pea soup. Take it out of the can. <laughs> dump it into a Ziploc bag. Seal it up. Sort of. Yeah. Thank you again, Jeff. Anything to add, Dan? Um, I've actually got one more surprise segment. Oh, I need to boy. run out to my car. Sorry. Are you for real? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Am I going to have to cut this in after the... Nope. Oh, I thought of a good I thought of a good celebrity meal. Okay. Dan's got the Rachel Ray bag. <laughs> That's right, I do. This is scary. Jeff, you're a big time hot shot host. Super huge hot shot. You ever get any negative criticism online? Yes. <laughs> they read it on the show, Dan. Oh, do they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we do. I showed my cards. Uh, well, Dan we, doesn't leave his house <laughs> except for this. That's kind of half true. Yeah, yeah, it's close to the truth. I also don't have TV because I'm cultured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've received some negative criticism in yeah, the past. You can't watch yeah. the mystery hour on the internet. You're right. No, 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 it's not no. on there. YouTube. No. As I was saying, we received some negative criticism a while back uh, towards the beginning of our show. Mm-hmm. We had an anonymous Redditor. Uh, Reddit's a scary place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I stopped posting about exactly, the podcast yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. 
an anonymous redditor decided to t- attack us mm. um he called us a name Ooh. um andy oh. do you recall what that was uh was it related yes yeah um oh. he called us a couple dumpster these, are, these will be edited yes yeah yeah we'll have to edit that out which is going to make this segment real weird uh-huh. um because recently i received something in the mail and uh andy Whoa. i'd like to go ahead and give you oh, wow. the very first he's reaching spring food mo t-shirt wow go ahead and check out the front of that <laughs> <laughs> it has that phrase that we cannot say yes you can say dumpster. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh my gosh! Who ordered these for you? This was the same anonymous source. <laughs> I'm not going to dox them. Wait, you're uh, saying you ordered it from the guy who said it? No, he ordered them for us and sent them to me. He spent what money on them? Wow, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Two t-shirts, uh, a large and an extra small for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would just like to thank our our, our Spring Food Mo super enemy, our nemesis, um, <laughs> whoever they may be, for these lovely shirts that I'm sure Andy and I will never wear. No, ever. I, it's going to be absolutely hidden. not. I think it's very funny, but like <laughs> I, I will never wear this shirt out in public um, or in private for that matter. But still, thank you so much to whoever did this. I was going to unveil them at the live show, but. I figured Andy's parents, parents would be there. Be there well, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about my parents. They know I'm a certified dumpster. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to impress Tim and Sean. Uh, I'm still trying to impress okay. Andy's parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Jeff. My pleasure. We got to end this. How are we going to end this? <laughs> Come to the show. It'll be tighter than this, probably. Sure. We've been working hard on it. <laughs> That should be the end. Cut it off right there? Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. (laughs) Spring Food Media. (laughs) Bluetooth? It's on Bluetube. I breathed in one of the flies. <laughs> what a what a this has been. <laughs> just to set the scene, we're in a triple decker bunk bed and there's just banana peels everywhere and fruit flies all over the place. Andy apologizes for the fruit flies, but not the littering of banana peels. <laughs> Andy's in his underwear. Top bunk. It's the only way you can ward off the fruit flies <laughs> with my natural musk. <laughs> a lot of musk in here.